What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Dionge Nicolette. If you're new here, my love, welcome. I'm super excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. And y'all already know the vibes if you're an OG listener, okay? Hey, girl. Hey, hey, boy. Hey, what's poppin'? What's good? Welcome back to another episode of your faves. So listen, y'all, let me set the scene, okay? I'm setting the scene because this episode is not going to be filmed on camera. When I tell y'all, I am literally sitting here. I am nude. Okay, well, I'm in my robe, okay? So not fully nude, okay? I am, I'm clothed in some way. <laughs> but um, but it's been quite a morning already. It's about, it's actually afternoon now. It's 12.23 p.m. on Sunday. And I got back from the gym about an hour ago. So had breakfast, which was definitely very much a lunch. I was craving pizza. When I tell you, I was like, baby, <laughs> I want me a pizza right now, right now. And there's a California pizza kitchen that's right next to my gym. Y'all, I wandered over there. It was so awkward because like it wasn't even open when I first got over there and I wandered over there and I was like, oh, I'm gonna wait. Like I'm literally gonna sit in the parking lot for like the next three, four, five minutes till they open so I can go in and order me a margarita pizza. <laughs> so that's the vibe. I'm just sitting here. I came back, had my breakfast, uh, took off my sweaty gym clothes and put on my robe so that I could finish editing the episode that went up last week, which would have been the affirmations episode. My money magnet affirmations, abundance affirmations. So if you're someone who's looking for affirmations to help you call in more money, more abundance, that kind of thing, check that one out, okay? Because I think it was really good. I also did a video version on YouTube. But the reason I'm not recording this video on YouTube today is one, because I truly, I just don't have the energy for it. I just don't have the energy if I'm being quite honest with you guys. For anyone that's out there that does YouTube, whether it's part-time, full-time, you do video production at your nine to five, anything like that, kudos to you, okay? Snaps, claps, all the applause because it it is not, I mean, I don't want to say it's not easy because I mean, some days it is, it's not necessarily easy, but it has like a flow to it if you're enjoying it, right? 
But when I tell you, it takes so much out of you. And for me, one of the things that I try my best to do, and this is like a good tip for any of you guys who are trying to build new habits or incorporate something new into your life, is that is that if you um is is oh gosh I can't speak is if you try to eliminate the friction between you or the friction that it would take for you to do that thing and make it easier for you to you know, start it, get into it, do it every day, whatever cadence you choose, you will be more likely to do that thing. So for me, it's like, I love the video production episodes. I think that you guys are enjoying them as well. I've gotten good feedback on them. I know at this point in time in our lives, 2022 podcasts now are so synonymous with YouTube. Like when I first started podcasting, first of all, Y'all know how we used to have the podcast app on the Apple phone and ain't nobody knew what that app was? Girl, I used to delete that app. <laughs> like, you know when you get the iPhone and it comes loaded with all the apps? Baby, I was like, podcast? What is a podcast? And I would just be deleting that app all the time until I came out with a podcast. I was like, oh, that's what this app is. Like, that's, you know, it's a whole, it literally opened up a whole world to me in terms of education and entertainment. And now we're at a place where podcasting has become so popular but it's not just audio based. Like people are literally creating these shows and and taping them on video in order to reach more audiences, in order to make it more of like a dynamic piece of content, things like that. But it just, it's a lot. And right now I'm in my robe. I was like, okay, I could shower, get ready, do my makeup, do my, you know, put on my wig, sit down on the couch to record this episode. And then the editing for video takes like so much longer. And I was like, to be quite fucking honest with you, I just don't want to. (laughs) I just don't want to. And it'd be like that sometimes. Like as much as we know motivation is fleeting, you know, I'm here like I'm gonna pick and choose my battles for this because for me the most important thing is being consistent at least on the podcasting platforms and the video I am I'm making my way up there but today was just not the day okay today was just not it so my loves I have been wanting to record this episode for a minute and I guess like I don't know I was struggling with figuring out how to approach the episode in terms of like a particular layout or any particular like topics I wanted to discuss and I figured that the easiest way for me would just be to sit down and like kind of just ramble and kind of talk and get my points across because there is no right answer or there is no specific well there is a point that I'm trying to make but there is no specific point about my life that I've gotten to or a specific conclusion rather And that's why I feel like I was struggling to figure out how to deliver an episode like this because I feel like, one, it's a bit controversial, and two, I'm just not fully there with a particular decision. And in case you haven't figured out by the title of this episode at this point in time, I'm talking about the subject of having kids. And I've talked about this in in another episode briefly. I remember talking about it in an episode where I talked about my dating life, I gave you guys an update. I think I was still at home. Yeah, I think I was at home visiting my parents probably over the holidays. And I remember doing an an update on dating and kind of being like, you know, well, I've gotten to this point where I'm just like, I don't even know if I want kids and I don't even know if I want to get married and yada, yada. And I do think that there's a part of me that wonders if I am trying to convince myself that I don't want these things because it seems like I'm struggling to 
progress in these areas it's almost like you you know when you really want something and it gets to the point where you're like oh I don't think I can get it so you start to try to convince yourself like I don't even want that anyways like I don't even want you y'all I see that sometimes like I see the tweets where it's like women who talk about their particular experiences with dating where it's like they'll kind of brush a guy off and if you're a guy listening to this this is not all men I'm just talking about some tweets I've seen but they'll brush you know a guy off and the guy will be like well I didn't even want you anyways <laughs> so it's like he's trying to convince himself like he didn't want her it's like boy you know damn well you wanted her stop playing stop lying to yourself don't be mad don't be mad don't be ashamed take your l keep moving keep it moving keep it moving i'm wondering if that's me i'm like is it is it really that i'm truly at this place where i'm opening up this like can of worms to have these discussions with myself because that's where i'm at or is it because i'm trying to convince myself i'm there and i think for the most part it's not that I'm trying to convince myself. If anything, I'm in this place where I feel very neutral. I actually had a conversation with a friend the other day. We went to brunch and I brought this topic up and I always get like a little nervous. She's like a newer friend. So I get a little nervous bringing this up. And girl, if you listen, I ain't gonna say your name, but you know who you are. Hey girl, hey. <laughs> um, I get nervous because, you know, as a woman, again, we have been taught we have literally been taught that one of the greatest things that we could ever do in our lifetime is to become a mother, well, to become a wife and to subsequently become a mother. And I think that's a really damaging thing to teach women. And I say that because while there are lots and lots of women who find really beautiful fulfillment, joy, you know, gratitude for their life in those identities, in being a wife, in being a mother, raising kids, being an aunt, possibly all these different things. I think that we've made it so central to the identity of woman that if a woman decides that she does not want to be a wife or if she does not want to be a mother, that somehow something is wrong with her. And we see this because in literally every TV show you watch, every book you read like all of these different things were being presented with different scenarios of how someone could identify especially being a woman it usually involves them taking on one or both of those roles and if someone does not take on one or both of those roles in a tv show in a book in real life you find that people around them start to question it's sort of like well when are you going to get married when are you going to have kids when are you going to do this when are you going to do that I get that sometimes too. And this is no fault to the people around who participate in this. I think there is something where, you know, once you become self-aware of how you're participating in a particular, what's the word I'm looking for? Like how you're participating in a particular, you know, I guess system in society. Once you become self-aware of your own participation, you can then choose the degree to which you participate. However, if someone does not recognize or realize the degree to which they're participating, it is hard for them to actually shift or change their behavior or to be very self-aware of that because they have no recognition. They are essentially ignorant to their participation in the first place. And I see that because I, you know, I've had family members who approach me with that similar conversation of like, you know, when we catch up, it's like, oh, do you have a boyfriend yet? When are you going to do this? Do you plan on doing this? And the conversation is so central to that particular part of how I could or should identify versus asking about my career, asking about my new hobbies, asking about 
me as a person? Like, how am I doing as a person outside of the goal of being a wife or the goal of being a mother? And so I've just been sitting with that. Like I said, I had this, I was having this conversation with a friend and talking to her about this because the more that I get older or the older I get, I phrase that very weird, the older that I get and the more that I get to know myself and get to know who I am in these different chapters because we are always evolving and changing and growing. So who we are today is not who we're going to be in two years is, and certainly isn't who we were two years ago. But the older that I get, the more that I start to wonder, do I actually want kids? Sometimes when I sit with that, it makes me so sad to think about and not from the place of, oh, you know, will I regret that decision? I mean, that plays a part of it too, but more so because I am so afraid that if I get to a place one day in my life where I decide, no, I for sure don't want kids. I maybe want to take specific steps to permanently cut that possibility out of my life. I'm so afraid of what my parents will think. I know my mom doesn't really say it and she doesn't really pressure me in any particular way. And I'm so, so grateful for that. She is, she's a gem in her own ways, right? And she doesn't really pressure me in that way, but I, I know that she would love grandchildren. I have a friend who just had a baby the other day and my mom is just like so excited. She's like, I'm knitting her all these like baby clothes and she's doing all these things. And I'm like, I could tell that if that were me, she would be like over the moon with joy. So part of me is sad at the possibility of disappointing her, disappointing my dad. He, again, doesn't pressure me or anything like that. But, you know, again, I could tell that he would be excited as well. I'm nervous about losing friends or drifting from friends, right? Because if everyone in your friend group or most people in your friend group are having kids as a woman, as we get older, our relationships with our friends change, right? And one of the the first places where you see that happen is when you, everyone in your friend group is single and then everyone starts to couple up. And then when you start to be, when you're like the single person and everyone is coupled up, you kind of feel the pressure more, right? So I'm in most of my friends at this point, I would say like 95% of my friends, I could probably name on one hand, the amount of people, friends that I have that are single as well. Most of my friends are coupled up. There's no, you know, there it's a different stage. That's reality. Like they're they're going to want to spend more time with that person, especially when it's new. They're going to be, it's going to be completely different interactions with your friends when they are coupled versus when they're single. And I stand by that. Like we all know it's true. We literally all know it's true. So I'm not even going to further explain that. You see that first initial, like, I guess, shift in the relationship dynamic of your friends at that particular stage and then I think one of the next big shifts is if you have kids or when your friends start having kids or when you start having kids and your friends don't there's a shift because now if you're a parent or if they're a parent and you're not right if if either one of you guys is a parent and the other person isn't it's different now their responsibilities are different the way that they you know, can allocate their time is different. Their priorities are different. What they want to talk about, what they, what their mind is focused on. If they're a caretaker for literally a newborn child, they're thinking about, and especially if 
we're talking about a woman and a woman, or if your friend is a woman and she is, you know, the person, you know, breastfeeding and providing a lot of that initial sort of like care to that child, obviously fathers play a role and each relationship, you know, it depends on how that, how they split up those responsibilities but the mother role is very very crucial especially to a newborn child so when that happens the dynamics shift in your friendship you're not going to have the same friendship as you had before so there is a part of me that's afraid will I lose friends if I decide I don't want to have kids all the friends that I have pretty much I would say pretty much all of my friends have kids or want to have kids and they've decided they're they're sure about their decision so there's a part of me that's afraid that in making a decision and deciding not to move forward with that particular path that it may alienate me from my friends even more that's another thing and then there is the other one which is the societal factor the way that society tends to want to ostracize single older women especially child-free women we have created and there's obviously no I guess uh (laughs) struggling with our words today so please excuse me but there's no coincidence that we've called it a patriarchal society right we have built a society where you know no matter how much we are pushing for inclusivity, how much we're pushing for equality, equity across the board in so many different areas, not just when it comes to gender and sex identity. But when we're talking about women and how women have been seen, I guess, historically, and how women are seen today, even though we are in literal 20 22 we still have these issues where women are not seen as being enough in many spaces where they should the one that I always like to highlight obviously is the career one right where we talk about how women aren't paid equally for the same work that they do as men who you know may have been educated for the same amount of time as them Um, all these different things and when you add in the other intersectionality such as race or uh, age or ethnicity other pieces to that puzzle we start to see that there is more to the picture than just you know male versus female we start to see that there are so many levels where equality unfortunately does not exist in the way that we would probably want it to exist and I say probably because some people some people don't want it to exist I digress that's a whole that that, yeah I feel like I've gone on a whole tangent there however having kids being a mom being a, a wife being a caretaker of sorts being able to rely on other people or have other people rely on us is a huge part of how society sees us About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. 
Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. I apologize. I had to pause the recording for a second. There was like a helicopter or something flying above and I was like, I don't know if the mic is picking up on this, but I can hear it through my headphones and it's very loud. Um, I made an episode about this a while back, actually. So it was around the time when our Roe v. Wade was overturned. And it was obviously a very emotional time, right? As a woman, you kind of, I think everyone just felt that heaviness. Some people were celebrating. A lot of people were not. And I recorded an episode touching on my particular experience. And I never released this episode. I never released it particularly because in like 
90% of the episode I was crying and I kept having to pause and like, you know, try to record again. And it was just, it was quite a bit of a mess. And maybe one day I'll share a snippet of that episode with you guys. But you know, for now it's just like, like I said, quite a bit of a mess. I'm more calm, cool and collected today. So I think I can share some of that uh, story with you. But I talked about a time where I actually had an abortion and I don't think I ever shared this on the podcast ever <laughs> so that's kind of why it was a big thing and I also want to say that I didn't share this for the reason that I know that you know the whole debate of pro-choice pro-life is a very political one it, it is one that is quite polarizing and I know you guys come here for transparency a lot of rawness a lot of you are going through like similar things but I didn't necessarily want to share that story and have anyone feel like they couldn't come back and like this was not a safe space for them to return to and listen to me anymore because they found it to be a political space because one thing about me baby no it's it's never gonna be that over here okay period okay it's this is a heavier episode I will say that I want you to feel like this is a safe space for you to come and gather information to create a better life for yourself I will say obviously based on my decision if you haven't guessed I'm pro-choice um and that was my choice to make that decision I was in a relationship and I ended up getting pregnant it was one of those things where again like a lot of times these things aren't planned if well it wasn't planned it was a situation where my partner and I weren't in a very good space we weren't in a good space with our relationship and I think there are a lot of situations where if unplanned pregnancy comes up and you're with a person it changes everything. It changes everything because now you have to decide, do you go forward with that pregnancy or do you not? And whatever decision you make changes your relationship entirely forever moving forward. Like it's going to be 100% changed. And I remember sitting with this decision and having a lot of conversations with God about this decision because at the time I was so sure because this, I haven't always been sort of on the fence about kids. I was so sure, you know, when I was younger, um, and this was just like a few years ago, but I was so sure that I wanted kids. I was like, oh my gosh, I'll be the best mom. Like, I'm so excited. I can't wait and yada, yada. So when this happened, it felt, I don't even know how to describe the feeling. I felt, I felt betrayed by my own body because I felt like on one hand, I've said, yes, I want kids. I'm so excited to have kids, yada, yada, yada. But on the other hand, here I was with a partner where we were having all these arguments and it was the middle of a pandemic and we were struggling as a couple. And I never want to, I never wanted to have a relationship where I had a child in hopes that that child would bring us together. I never wanted to have a relationship where we stayed together for the kids, but you know, inside we were both dying. We, we both wanted out and the kids would feel that because kids feel that, humans feel that. We are energetic beings, we pick up on that. That will literally make you sick to stay in a relationship, to stay in the space that you have no business being in anymore. So when this happened, I was met with that decision. And so on one hand, again, I was like, I want kids. This is, you know, what if I don't have this child and I can never have children anymore? And on the other hand, I was like, well, what if I go through with this and 
this literally, you know, and I say this, I say this by recognizing that children are obviously humans and blessings and, you know, all that good stuff. But at the time, to be quite honest with you, I thought I don't want to have a child and ruin my life. That sounds really harsh. And what I mean by that is not that the child would be like, um, like I would not like my child. Like if I chose to have a child in any given situation, I would choose to have a child wholeheartedly. But more so I meant, would I now be, you know, tied to this particular person for the rest of my life? And what if it didn't work out? And what if we were tied to each other for all of our lives? And and I just hated that. And what if it made me hate him and hate myself? And that's what I meant by that. Not Not ever hating my own child, by the way. I just really need you guys to understand that <laughs> so long story short uh yeah so I ended up having the abortion and it was the right decision that decision was the right decision I do not regret that decision in and of itself but I will say like I said earlier it changed everything because now that I made that decision I was forced to come to terms with why I made that decision and why I felt like I deep down knew that I didn't want to have kids with this person that happened relationship ended obviously I'm now single I'm now here living my life but when I revisit that particular situation and I think about it I'm like okay well I had the abortion because I didn't want to have kids with that particular person but now I'm like well will I ever want to have kids it, it you know what I mean like I don't know I just I guess I know people will be like, oh, when you meet the right person, you'll know. When you meet the right person, you'll know. And I I was going to separate this into another episode, and maybe I still will, but we have this way of making it seem like the right person exists. Like there's one person for everyone. Like if you meet this person, that's it. That's that's your man. Like <laughs> you're going to stick beside him. That's him right there. But it's like, we all have so many soulmates, right? I don't particularly like to subscribe to the idea that only one person on this earth is like the right person for me. I do think that we have different soulmates. I think that depending on the season of life, the chapter we're in, maybe specific decisions we make that we can gravitate towards specific soulmates that we need in our life at that moment that we need to learn a lesson from. And some of those may be ones that you can stay with for a longer period of time, maybe for life, have it be a life partner. Some are, there, some are just there for a season. The idea and thought that someone could meet a particular person and just know that they're the one that you should have kids with because they are your person that idea has never like I thought I believed in that idea but I don't think I do anymore because the person that I was with before I would have I, I I thought that I thought that I wanted to have kids with him. I thought that I wanted to marry him. And then things changed. And then that that changed. And that's life. There's so many changes that can happen, right? You are always, like the only thing that we can guarantee in this life is change. So maybe it is fear-based. And that's what I'm trying to work through right now is, is this a fear-based thing that I'm like, I'm so afraid of having kids with the wrong person. And that partic that that is part of it. You hear so many stories. You hear beautiful stories, right? So I'm not on the internet scouring for like these awful stories, but we've been sold 
these these stories of fairy tales. My issue with some of these is that for a lot of these fairy tales, they seem to place the power and the magic of creating a beautiful life outside of yourself. And I think that obviously community matters for social creatures, friendships matter, the relationships and bonds you have with people in your community matter, your family matters. But I think that we can create a lot of very fulfilling lives without having specific fairy tale uh, like storylines in our lives. The story of like meeting the right person, settling down, having kids, living happily forever after, we've seen many times that that particular storyline is flawed. A lot of people, they're, they, they want the storyline more than they want the person. You know what I mean? Like they are so excited to meet someone to get married to get engaged to get married (laughs) I should get married twice (laughs) but to to have the kids the white picket fence the things that we've been taught make a beautiful perfect life the American dream they don't sit to think about who it is that they're actually marrying who it is that's actually going to be a mother or father to their children, who it is that they're actually hoping to commit to growing with for a lifetime because we change and there are going to be hardships and there are going to be tough times. And even when you have a child, a lot of times that changes a relationship. Now, whether it changes your relationship to make it stronger or whether it changes your relationship to to force it to bend and break where it was never particularly strong in the first place, that depends on how you enter into that commitment, how you enter into that marriage, how you approach it in the first place. I don't know. I guess I don't know. My whole, the whole point, I guess, is that if you are someone who is considering or contemplating or wondering if you want to have kids and you feel like there is something wrong with you because society has made it made it so that that should be your dream that should be what you aspire to I want you to know that it's okay if you don't know it's okay if you don't know it's okay if you think you don't want kids and then three years later you wake up next to someone and you're like you know what I want to have kids with this person even if it doesn't work out even if me and that person end up breaking up I know that I can co-parent with them I know that they would make a good father I know that they would make a good person to have a child with If you do want kids and then you wake up one day tomorrow, two years from now, and you decide you no longer want kids for whatever reason, maybe it's not even a reason. Maybe you just don't want kids. You do not have to explain yourself to anyone. Do not let these people bully you into thinking that you need to have an explanation. Do not let these people bully you into thinking that your explanation, if you do have one, is not good enough. Because they're not the person that's going to have to raise that child. You are. You and your partner. Or maybe it's you by yourself. And because of that, you get to make that decision. Do I want to do this? We should be making this conversation a bigger conversation. We should be acknowledging the true, true, true responsibilities of childbearing. I don't know. Maybe... I'm not sure about y'all, but I feel like it's just not seen as heavy as it truly is. Like children, like children are people. If you have a child and you 
you know, we're all obviously still always healing, but if you are not, haven't worked through certain particular traumas, your partner hasn't, and you know, you're bringing this child into chaos. I don't think that's fair. I honestly don't think that's fair. So, I mean, and that's just, that's my opinion. That's my opinion because let's be honest, people do it all the time. And then we have this perpetual cycle of chaos, a perpetual cycle of people who are traumatized. And we're all going to, you know, I guess traumatize our children to an extent because, again, there are things that we're still healing from, things that we're not self-aware about, things that even if you try to tiptoe your way through raising a child, you still will inflict some trauma on them in some way, shape, or form. Something they'll have to go to therapy for later on in you know, in their life, something they'll have to work through. But the idea is trying your best to, to understand, to minimize, to, to really sit with that decision of bringing a child into the world and knowing that, you know, yeah, babies, you know, are cute and this and that and the other, but like, that's a whole person. That's a whole person. And that person may not share your opinions when they grow up. That person may that person may end up being someone that like no matter how you raise them, no matter what beliefs you want them to have, no matter what you want them to do as your child, they are their own person. They are their own person. They are not your prisoner. They are literally their own person. So yeah, I think the conversation of children needs to become more of a conversation. We need to stop assuming if someone, especially if you're assuming someone presents as a heterosexual female and you're just going to assume that they are going to want a child because of how they present what you think their identity is I mean like we have to make this a broader conversation of really allowing people the the space the safe space to ask themselves these questions and to sit with that and to know it's okay to not know it's okay to not know and especially you know, the climate that we're in, like the literal climate. I actually was watching this movie yesterday. I still got to finish it. I'm like halfway through. I think it's called like Moonfall or something. Um, Halle Berry's in it. It came out like, I think it came out 2021 or 2022, maybe earlier this year. I don't think it was in theaters for that long, which is surprising because I feel like it's a pretty good movie so far. I'm about halfway through it. But essentially, it's this movie about um the moon's like the moon's rotation shifting so the gravitational pull that it has on earth ends up becoming stronger and so it's causing tsunamis it's causing earthquakes it's causing all these different these different climate changes and you know that may not be our literal reality right now but there are so many things that are happening in our climate and yes things have always happened right as as humans There've always been wars. There've always been, you know, periods of famine, periods of sickness, um, different climate changes, things that we have dealt with. And we are very resilient people. We continue to procreate. We continue to survive despite all the things that we faced as a as a people, as a collective. But that's another one that I always think about too. Is like, I don't know, this world that we're in right now. It's like sometimes I feel like I'm struggling to even like want to be here anymore and I'm like I don't I don't know would it even be fair for me to to bring a child into this world and be like oh hey yeah like everything around you is burning and like you know there are shootings like every single day in the U.S. and like all this is happening so here you go good luck (laughs) I don't know I don't know anywho my loves um I feel like this is a quite heavy episode so I really I really hope that it at least helped someone who maybe is in a similar place with this conversation. 
to know that it is a safe space to be in to not know and one thing that I've been doing that's actually been helping me is just having more of these conversations and to and just trying to remove the stigma from these conversations so I've had this conversation with like my mom I've had this conversation with some friends recently and I'm having this conversation with you guys and just trying to really destigmatize this idea that you know not knowing if you want kids like just destigmatizing that whole idea and making sure that we all know that if you are questioning or if you have decided that you do not want kids and maybe if you've decided that you don't want a, a traditional marriage um a, a traditional like wedding that that's okay too I have so many other thoughts on that as well y'all is it my Aquarius rising is it showing I feel like it's showing <laughs> my Aquarius rising is showing because I'm just like I don't like the way we do everything I'm like burn it all down fix it change it because like baby we can't keep doing the same ass shit like I'm tired of it I'm so tired of it anyways my loves I feel I mean that in a good way like I think it's time and I think we're seeing that too it's just time for just restructuring rethinking reframing just ugh, completely completely changing and shifting our perception of everything that we know and I don't know I'm I feel like we've been seeing that happen gradually over time too so I'm excited I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode I, like I said I hope for someone who's maybe in this particular place that they yeah I hope it it helps you with some of your thoughts and if you are someone that has decided you want kids and that you uh or maybe you have kids already uh I love that for you and I want to just kind of give you your claps and snaps because again that's a huge responsibility so for you to decide to take on that responsibility and do so excitedly do so bringing amazing children and since we're literally raising the future that is like that's amazing like I literally look at moms and I'm like wow like <laughs> wow that's actually a whole that's like beyond a job that's like five full-time jobs in one so congrats to you and um yeah I love that for you so my loves thank you so much for being here and for listening for tuning in if you enjoyed this episode I would love if you could leave a five-star review for the podcast on Apple or Spotify since we're not on YouTube for this particular episode and I'll be back with the video episodes definitely not in my robe definitely you know with my hair and makeup done on another day until then go check out that video affirmations episode on YouTube or on the podcast as well as on Apple Spotify all the things and I will see you guys and chat with you guys very soon have a beautiful day my loves bye What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest visit, a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a 
pace of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc